This could be the beginning of the end for the human race. For what men first thought were meteors or the often ridiculed flying saucers are in reality the flaming vanguard of the invasion from Mars. All over the world, human beings cower before the onslaught of these unearthly enemies whom no one has ever seen. We're just coming off a revolution. Revolution. Was yep. it revolution? Yeah, revolution. Yep. Impact. Kenny Omega, the belt collector. He is now the Thanos of wrestling. He, yeah. he owns three major titles, North American titles. He's got the AEW title, now the Impact title, and he already had the uh, AAA Lucha Libre tag team. So the cleaner has now become the collector, the belt collector Yeah. Uh, of belts. But I like it. I mean... Look, invasion angles are the best part of invasion angles is when it feels real. And this one feels worked slash shoot, right? Because they got Tony Khan. He keeps popping up on Impact TV with his paid advertisements. So it's good. It's working because it's coming off more like New World Order. The following announcement has been paid for by yeah. the New World Order, except yeah. now the New World Order is Tony Khan. Right. Uh, I don't like Tony Khan's wrestling character. I think he needs to tone it to just be Tony yeah, Khan. It's a, it's a bit much. Yeah, just be and, Tony uh, Khan. Pull pull that back. Yeah, yeah be Tony Khan. You yeah, know? It's exactly. It's just like you're, you know, you're, you're this, rich, you're mega rich, your family's mega rich, you're you know what? Owns it, a, it, a football team and it a gives me team. Uh, it gives me vibes of back thrown back to the Monday Night Wars when uh, when Eric Bischoff started putting himself over. Yeah, and, and it's, it's kind of like uh, yeah, and it just became too much. It's just like yeah, like it doesn't need to be that amped up because you're already not. You know what made Vince as a heel work so well is he didn't really amp it up that much. Yeah, he was already pretty amped. You and know. he did a legit heel turn that pissed everybody off, and then he leaned into it. Yeah, exactly. So I, I, Invasion Angles works. They're doing a really good job with this. By I think it was smart to give them the belt. I think it was smart to give Kenny the belt to show that this isn't going to be a throwaway invasion or this isn't going to be an angle that they're going to try to get one one company over on another company. I mean, I, look, I think Impact realizes that you know, AEW is the one with the national TV contract. Yes. So go lean into that one. They got more eyes on that. So, and they got, you know, they got basically legit friends. You got the good brothers that are working on the other side, you know, that part, you know, the bullet club has kind of become like the click of the nineties that they're kind of spread throughout each company. They have representation. So yeah. I think that's, that's what's really making it work. And you know, the, it's making that feel legitimate. Like you have Don Callis, right? You know, the jackal from WWE days. But I mean, mm-hmm. he goes all the way back with Chris Jericho. They're Winnipeg guys. So you have that tie-in. And having all these like historical tie-ins, you know, this is how conspiracy theories start. But in, in wrestling, it works out well because you're like, oh, they are tied together. So it makes it feel a little bit like a shoot. Yeah. You know, but it's just like it's no different than what they did in the NWA days, right, where you can just kind of hop around and have these agreements. Uh, The opposite would be, say, when WWE bought WCW and then they had that invasion that came a little bit too late. That felt so sterile. That felt Mm. so worked. You know, they only got, like, the guys that were, like, the the mid-carters who haven't been had the rub to move to the next level. Yeah. 
and it failed on all levels. And then it just kind of started to bleed together. And then they kind of added ECW into the mix, which then made it, gave it some legitimacy, but it just, it failed. I mean, everybody knows it kind of failed on all levels. And the reason it failed is just like Vince was not going to ever let something that the other company did get over on him. Yeah. You think that was intentional? Oh, 100%. They booked it pretty weak on purpose. Oh, yeah. I mean, remember, if you remember his big speech when he bought him, he's just like, he started naming off the characters where he's like, I might just put him on the shelf. And that was the that was the realest part <laughs> of that of that interview was like, yeah. I'm going to just put this on the shelf. I don't really care about yeah. it. It's just like, that's, you know, a smaller brand, you know, and and it's just like, he didn't, he didn't do enough. He did it like singularly, like when he brought in Goldberg, he brought in NWO, he brought in Bischoff. He kind of gave them the push the way he wanted to get it. But when it came to the actual invasion, man, it just didn't. Like I can't even name some of their guys that were part of that WCW angle yeah. that invasion. I have no idea. I don't remember them. Yeah, very but, few of them got yeah. got through clean. Booker T was an exception. Yeah, and he was even a little bit. I don't I, like. He wasn't even but, part of like that main invasion uh, angle. Yeah, a lot oh. of it was a lot of weak backstage promos. Oh yeah, it was bad. And then they had the you know the the WCW match on Raw that with Buff Bagwell was famously that's pretty much his only match there. Yeah, he he got pretty much. Put in, put and got the hell out of there. So uh, I think the way to make this work is before the WCW invasion, ECW did an invasion angle on WWE that worked. And that's when WWE was losing the Monday Night War. And then they did things like Taz hop over the guardrail to right. talk about Sabu. And then they like had the camera like get him off of there. And they started doing that. And then it started feeling more like a shoot. Right. And it, in a way it was because Vince was desperate at the time because he was losing. So that portion of that invasion worked well. So I think what they need to do here, here's where, how I would book it, right? Uh, Kenny Omega just took the belt, you know, and it felt, com- it felt worked, but it, it was good. It was entertaining. Now what I would do is just like maybe they start releasing in some of the dirt sheets or something that – Kenny Omega doesn't necessarily want to do business anymore. Kenny Omega is kind of happy having all these belts and maybe the, you know, the Thanos feeling like the power is getting to him. He's not going to drop the belt back to somebody on impact. Mm. Now you got to just like, Oh shit, what are they going to do now? They have their belt on somebody who doesn't work for them. Who's not under contract for him. What do they do? Well, guess who's on the open market right now? Samoa Joe, who's come from Impact, you know, yeah. from TNA. Yeah. Maybe you have to call in the old days, like a Luthez, like, I'm going to bring in, I'm not going to bring in a shooter. I'm going to bring in a hooker. That's somebody yeah. who's going to actually force you to do business and take that belt back for mm. the company. You know, and maybe they do something where Samoa Joe shows up on AEW and they kind of play it off like it's not planned. Like, yeah. oh, what is he doing here? Yeah. Oh, get the camera off him, you know, and just like, let's cut to commercial. Yeah. Because Samoa Joe's there to take the belt back. And everyone knows Samoa Joe, he's a shooter, right? Yeah. He can he can work, you know, but he can also, he's an MMA guy. So it's not surprising to have him come in here and force somebody to mm-hmm. do business and take that belt back, you know? Mm-hmm. They did that. They had a UFC crossover with ECW a long time ago, and they had Taz uh, working an MMA guy. I don't remember the guy's name. It was a big dude, Paul, Paul Varlins, I think it was, a polar bear. Yeah. 
but Taz basically was put in there because he can handle himself. And also they had Taz, remember, come back. That was the first time it was Mike Awesome going to WCW against Taz, who was technically WWE at the time, but they let him go back to ECW, and they were going to have him take the belt off Mike Awesome just in case Mike Awesome tried decided to go into business for himself, not drop the belt, and bring the yeah. ECW belt to WCW with him. So it was the first time that they had like a legit WWE, WCW, ECW shoot match in there. Mm-hmm. But it was compelling because you're like, holy shit, is Taz going to legit have to fight Mike Awesome to make sure he does what Vince calls the time-honored tradition <laughs> and take that belt off? So it's just like very compelling, right? Just yeah. like even, So they can do that with Samoa Joe. They got uh, Moose... I think he was the guy from Lucha Underground. He's another big dude that is just like, don't worry, send me in. He'll, I'll get the belt back and basically do the old Kevin Sullivan break the pencil. You know what the breaking the pencil is? Is basically the Booker says, this is going off script. We're not writing this. We're fighting. And if they basically have one of those big dudes break the pencil with Kenny Omega, and then you can have that unsanctioned match you know i mean look they can probably even do something on fight tv like a quick quickie three match pay-per-view but it's not by either company or it's by both companies so you're not sure like all right we're gonna do this but or each have their own (laughs) right yeah so it's just like a maybe back to back yeah like a two out of three like one match on in an impact pay-per-view one on an aew Mm pay-per-view and that's when they really start working this guy they're not doing business maybe you do a spot or something yeah so this invasion angle could really work especially it's just like kenny omega thank goodness i mean they took him he was great with you know as a tag you know but it's just like him as a heel He's not even that great on the mic, and that's what makes it better. Yeah. And now he's got all these titles, right? Mm-hmm. So it's just like, it's not that, you know, unbelievable for him to all of a sudden decide, I, I like having all these titles. No, that, I mean, <laughs> I like it. That's great. That's a great idea. So I don't, so the the invasion, I'm, and it can, look, this is only going to benefit all the companies, you know. AEW's got more more viewerships now that T- uh, NXT got moved to Tuesdays, you know, so they're hitting over a million. Yeah. Uh, it's going to give Impact the rub, right, mm-hmm. of just, like, raise them up. I'm just like, who is this company, mm-hmm. right, that's on there? Because that would be my only complaint is it's not 100% clear that when Don Callis and the Good Brothers come out, it's not clear that they're not with AEW. And right. they... They kind of did that with Thunder Rosa. It wasn't clear, and it's still not clear if yep. she was just an NWA, you know, talent or is she an AEW talent. So mm-hmm. I think they just need to find a way to make that a little more clear that this is a non-sanctioned AEW match. Yeah, you know, Tony Khan's doing it right. He's he's has the uh, the old Fritz von Erich old world class policy of just like we have an open door policy. We'll take people from other territories because he's. He came from that he was used to having other territories send talent. They would do talent trades. So this is very much going back what's old is new again. It's going back to that territory feel. But just make it feel like that they don't necessarily want to be there in AEW. They just want to get over in AEW. They want to get over on AEW. Not necessarily they want to be part of AEW, right? right? 
like if Thunder Rosa was just like, I'm NWA through and through, you know, it's just like, and I just came here to beat every woman on the roster to prove that NWA is superior. Yeah. I want, I would like to see them do that with impact, you know, but I feel like they, they haven't really did that yet. Cause the good brothers, when they're out there, they just feel like they're part of AEW. Yeah. You know, I wonder, this just makes me um, curious, probably not, but, WWE should be taking notes here because the way that AEW and Impact and NWA are able to create drama by different, you know, they have different brands, oh, yeah. different products. WWE's never been able to differentiate their shows enough. No. You know, they're all so similar and they don't really even commit to, whenever they do a draft, that's out the door in, you know, a few weeks. Oh, yeah. So they've never been able to commit to these um these real, you know, separated brands, even though they call them separate brands. So they seem to all just go together. And that's why you feel like you're, you're watching this seven hour marathon of the same thing, you know, WWE all week. And when someone jumps to another brand, it doesn't really impact anything. No, they, they, other than like one's red, one's blue and one's yellow. Yep. That's pretty much it. Mm -hmm. I mean, at least NXT, they make their venue look a little bit different. Yeah. Man, but I would be doing everything different. I would be doing different camera angles, have a different producer, mm-hmm. you know. I have, you know, different ring announcer. Just make everyone one ref. Give one, one, give one all the shitty cameras. Yeah, exactly. give one all the half broken cameras, <laughs> and you have to deal with the broken equipment. Yeah, and you only get the tape to tape editing machines, and you have to make a show. Yeah, and do they? And there's there's a little bit of precedent in that when Paul E was back, basically when SmackDown had its you know, renaissance with Eddie Guerrero and Edge. It's just like Paul Heyman was running it like he was competing with Raw. Yeah. He wasn't. And if you know Paul, it's just like if he goes into business to make sure that he's going to be number one, he's not going to be like, well, let's not, let's not bury him too bad. It's a Raw guy. Nope, that's not what Paul Heyman did. He mm-hmm. will he will make sure that his show gets over. So you're absolutely right. They should be taking notes on how to do this and make yeah. it a big deal when somebody else shows up on another right. show. I mean, they got so much talent. I mean, they could they could be staggering this talent. I mean, they have enough money and time that they could be given talent six months off, you know, to get off TV for a little while. Yeah. And goes to another show. You forget they have several other shows that we don't even talk about. Well, 205 Live. Oh, yeah. What is that? <laughs> it doesn't even make a dent. Is it still on? I don't even know. And they've got an NXT uh, UK. UK. Yep. So there, there's more stuff going on there. There is. They got so much talent. So I just, yeah, they just, at the, in the end, they just keep making every show look the same. Yeah. And that's, that's what's not working. So I don't know. Uh, they're making money, and unfortunately, that's going to hamstring them. Yeah. You know, where it's just like they're going to let it. You know, they're going to ride it until all of a sudden, like, hey, whoa, wait a minute. Our ratings were 1.7 and AEW's were 1.2. I mean, that's in breathing range yeah. of that. That's That that should be making them take pause. Yeah. Right? Because AEW's not competing. You know, they're just putting on the best show they can. with what they can. And look, it has its flaws. I'm not saying it's perfect, but I mean, it... People will tune in because it's way less of a commitment, right? And it looks different, yeah. <laughs> and that's all that it's all they want, yeah. And you get you get a full two hour serving of wrestling every week, um, good or bad. You you it's it's satisfying, yeah. It's just so you and get fed. 
And, and and now especially, right? Because it's just like not having fans is making this a big, big challenge. I heard um, AEW's queuing up to start touring. Yeah, I did hear they were coming to uh, Houston this summer, I believe, right? Mm-hmm. So, oh, good. I mean, I, I think it's time. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see how they do because WWE did the opposite, right? They're not interested in touring at all. You think they're <laughs> going to stick to that? I think they're going to try to stick to it. I think they may all of a sudden realize that they can't. But they're going to have the pay-per-views live in front of an audience. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So just weekly shows and uh, no more house shows. Yeah. Oh, man. And and that's just brutal. <laughs> it's just like we don't want you, – Thunderdome needs to go away as fast as it can just because I don't want to see produced fans. I, I It's already – Everything is already, like we've talked about on here before, is already too polished. I don't Mm -hmm. need polished fans. And that's why I feel like this AEW Impact Invasion is working. Because if you think about it, really, neither of them are quote-unquote polished. No. You know, it's just like the fans, well, they're actually the, the wrestling talent that is in the front row singing along even though jericho was a heel right would be considered not polished right mm-hmm. and it's just like but wrestling is supposed to not be polished yeah we come from those smoky vfw halls mm-hmm. you know where old ladies throw rocks at you you know yeah. that's not polished yeah. but i mean that added to the excitement there yeah you know so i mean wrestling in the sportatorium i can tell you there is nothing about that place that was polished <laughs> literally like rats would run by your head when you showered like and someone was like well, like wrestling like ring rats like no it was an actual rat <laughs> and it always smelled like hot cheese and hot mops <laughs> so and it had the old chicken wires like there's nothing polished about it but there look there's an electricity that comes with that too yeah so uh I hope they do something like that. You know, I, I'm okay with them. Kenny Omega keeping the belt for a little while and just basically start taunting. Yeah, I mean, he's great as a heel. They might as well push that as far yeah. as they could possibly take it. I start think it's taunting gas. Yeah. Basically, just start going on and just, like, find a way to run Impact down without making it seem like don't tune into this show. Yeah. Just, like, you know, that I always remember a lot of the veterans will always say, it's like, don't make fun of your opponent too bad because you want to make it seem like you're beating somebody special. Right. So it's just like, do the same thing with impact. Don't run them down to the point where it's just like, this is a rinky dink show that has no talent. Mm -hmm. Don't say that. It's just like, look, you guys think you have talent, but you'd never run into the mega man. Yeah. Now the belt collector. And just like, I dare any of you to step up and come get this belt. Cause guess what? You know, I might not, I might not do business. Just come right out and say it. I might not do... I I like having three belts. Yeah. Just like, do you think I'm going to give back this AAA belt? Like, no. I'm just... I may never go back to Mexico and I may put it in my mantle and retire it. Mm-hmm. Like, really start making it just like, this dude's just like, might not be giving the belt back. Is there a way you can book it to separate the, the belts during a uh, match? Yeah. I mean, you can definitely say that only this... You don't have to do a winner like their match well it would be it would be an interesting finish if somehow he could be stripped of all three belts simultaneously oh, yeah. by three different <laughs> that would be good right it's you have just one like... of the lucha guys take the triple a belt yeah you have a new japan guy come in a ringer and take the uh now now that's a shoot right yeah. now that would be awesome like all of a sudden they have like a winner take all for this belt some guy from new japan comes in 
and wins the AAA belt and is like, this is cool. And then he leaves and like, wait a minute, he's not booked on any AAA shows. How we get? How do we get that belt back? Yeah. Like add a little bit of like that intrigue in there. Mm-hmm. But that would be awesome. Yeah. Just like find a way to uh, defend one belt or all the belts. But yeah, stripping the belt. You can do that. It's like, we no longer recognize this belt. But we're so we're going to have a tournament to crown the new champion, you know, the interim. But then you always have that Kenny Omega is just like, man, you never beat me, though. So mm-hmm. it's just like this is the real belt. And then you have, you know, when you can unify the belts. Yeah. You know, so you can let it sit. There's plenty of stuff that they can do. And look, it just gives them more talent to be creative and, and have fun. Yeah. Do you think Impact's benefiting from this uh, partnership? I think so. I heard their pay-per-view numbers were up. Yeah. I think they are. Yeah. It's just like, because now they're just like, full disclosure, I, I don't even know what network they're on I right now. I don't know how to watch it. I, like, I don't know how to watch it either. I, go, I I just can't figure out where I'm supposed to watch it. Yeah. It's like, do you watch it on Twitter? Like, are they making some TV revenue money on this? Yeah. Should they just move it to an online show? Because mm-hmm. I have no idea how to watch it. But you had more people at least trying to figure out how to watch it rather yeah. than saying, oh, I just figure they're out of business and I'm not going to do that. Mm-hmm. And look, they have a lot of old footage. I mean, they basically have footage of like Sting and AJ and Samoa. Yeah. Uh, they had a lot of guys that go. Yeah, everybody's went, been through TNA. Yeah, so they've been through there. So it's just like you could utilize that. Uh, I don't know. That's a little bit back in the day. WCW used to do that. You know, it's just like they'd show, you know, the Undertaker getting jobbed out on WWE. Well, you know, they do, they do show those on Pluto TV. Do they? There's a TNA channel. Oh, that's just TNA stuff? Yeah, just they just run TNA stuff. So they must be selling the rights somehow, right? Yeah. They never sold out. I mean, I thought I thought they were really close. I thought, okay, this is going to end up on the network. I, there's a few wrestling channels on Pluto, honestly. Is um, there? Yeah, I think this whole, uh, all these new apps are opening up other avenues for uh, that sort of old content. I think there's a there's a triple A channel, there's a TNA channel, and there's sort of a wrestling mixtape kind of channel. Oh wow, like yeah, that makes sense. It's just like because I guess the network did show that there is a people are interested in watching it, and a lot of current stuff is not as good. People are wanting to go back and watch old stuff. Yeah, Vice TV, you know, with Dark Side of the Ring is their number one TV show. Uh, I read that they are on the verge or may already assigned uh, a deal with a company to run weekly shows on Vice. Who did? Yeah, Vice TV. I don't know the company that uh, is actually going to be the one that's running it. I have to look that up. But yeah, Vice TV is going to get in the wrestling business. Wow. Yeah. Because that Dark Side of the Ring, dude, they, I mean, they had Dark Side of the Ring, Dark Side of the Ring Confidential. Then they have now Dark Side of Football. They're going to spin that off. So they're definitely capitalizing on this, the momentum of Dark Side of the Ring. So it, it only makes sense that they would have uh, a weekly show. I got to say, I think that um, this is probably the biggest wrestling has ever been that I can remember. Yeah. You know, you had the rock and roll 80s and all that, which it was huge and got over, broke through to pop culture. But now... Like I said, the democratization of, uh, you know, equipment and, uh, you know, distribution. You can just make a wrestling show, put it on YouTube. Yeah. And if it gets over, it can go, it can get bigger than that, you know? Oh, yeah. And now you've got, like I said, you've got these free streaming channels that are looking for content so they can put ads on that stuff. Um, 
smaller shows are getting getting views, you know? Content it, wars, you called it. Yeah, it's so much easier to follow your favorite independent wrestler now. You can find where they're performing, and you can uh, generally find a stream of it somehow. Yeah, um, that's outside of, like, YouTube. Outside of YouTube, yeah. sometimes they have their page where they'll stream, you know, get a streaming ticket. It's it's amazing. Uh, MLW is the one that signed a contract with, with Vice? Vice TV. Oh, okay. Yep, so, and I think they got, like, the... Uh, the son of the uh, Kevin Von Erich. They got. They have some talent too. They at the minimum they are on equal footing as far as talent goes with Impact. Yeah. So it's. But you're right. It's crazy that it's the hottest and biggest it's ever been as far as like money. But it's like creatively, it still feels like it's suffering on from, all, all fronts. From WWE. Yeah. From the from the largest entity. Yeah. In it. But everywhere else, you just have this creativity springing up. Yeah, because it's it's funny. It's just like finally, instead of like one company trying to take on the behemoth, they're going to go back to the, the territory days and have them yeah. all just combine and just like look. And they made it. It's it's always been tough to get a lot of these egos and very eccentric personalities together in the same room to basically let's do business for the greater good and yeah. let's combine. For the greater good, but then you're like, no, I got to get my guy over. You got to get my over. It's like, let's find a way to get everybody over. Yeah, and also you've got people coming from a generation now where, um, you know, back in the day, there was only you know one camera. Yeah, <laughs> you oh know, my God. now everyone's got a camera. Yeah, every single person in the world <laughs> has a camera that can stream live to the internet at yeah. any time. Yeah, and it's it's amazing that it's just like why they haven't had that first company that says we're the first pro wrestling company that shoots only on iPhones. Yep, <laughs> and you can only watch our show in 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 reels on Twitter. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and that's the only place that you can watch our show on IGTV. Yep. So yeah, it's going to be interesting, but I I hope the creativity keeps raising up. And then I hope the egos stay in check, and I hope Tony Khan realizes, you know, to quote uh, his competition, to do what's best for business. 